Welcome to the Sisterhood of Healing podcast, the podcast that wants to help you reach your best and most divine potential. Each week, we dive into topics concerning inner healing, wellness, and spirituality. We discuss strategies and practice from our own personal experiences regarding higher energies, trauma, and connecting to the divine as we take you through our own personal journeys to discover the highest versions of ourselves. In combination with guest speakers, we bring you a comprehensive guide to mental and spiritual wellness and the ability to connect to yourself and the world around you on a deeper level. I'm Nicole. And I'm Christina. And we are two sisters who want to take you along on our spiritual and healing journey. We are each on our own individual healing and spiritual path and bring unique perspectives regarding yoga, chakra healing, meditation, intuition, and trauma healing. Sometimes life is messy, sometimes it's confusing, and sometimes everything falls perfectly into place. Join us as we navigate the path to divine enlightenment together. Hello sisters, brothers, and all non-binary listeners. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. We've got a fantastic episode lined up for you today. Hopefully it's going to help motivate you, kickstart your new year, help you to set your intentions. Our conversation with this person just got so deep, so in-depth. We went to so many places of importance that we think are really going to help support you on your journey that we decided to split it up into two episodes. We didn't want to leave anything out for you. So whether you are setting intentions because it's the new year, if you need some motivation, if you're looking for some direction, uh, if you are tired of the structures and the narratives that kind of hold you back from realizing your true potential, if you're just looking for someone to inspire you, this is probably the episode for you. So let's get started. All right, let's welcome to our show today, Alicia Wright. She is a badass woman that I came across on TikTok, and I just (laughs) loved her content, found it so inspiring, and knew that we had to have her on the show, because I feel like she's going to connect with and inspire a lot of our listeners. So welcome, Alicia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk to you guys today. Yeah, we're excited to learn from you. So Alicia, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. My name is Alicia Wright, and I have a degree in kinesiology from McMaster University. I also have um, a a degree in education. That helps me a lot. (laughs) I've been uh, training for 30 plus years now. I've been um, a martial artist for going on 11 years now. I train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and hold a a purple belt in that martial art. And um, I teach self-defense to groups of young women. Uh, So that's a a big part of of what I do. And I am moving into this digital space to um, make programs accessible to older women. And I mean, older women like, probably 35 and up women that are not in their twenties anymore that have children and lives or don't have children, but they're busy and they're getting older and just have a different sort of view on life and what's possible. And, um, it's funny. I used to do personal training, like one-on-one training in the early aughts while I was still finishing up school. And, um, it's a completely different world now. And I find it incredibly exciting to be able to reach potentially thousands and thousands and thousands of women through social media and and um, and going online, and it's really really exciting to be in this new digital space and being able to reach a lot more women than I would ever normally be able to do. So, including talking to you two. So that's that's a really nice. Technology is not all evil. It's it there can be a lot of really amazing things with that. So that's really exciting for me. Yeah, they definitely are. Can I ask, how long does it take you to purple belt? I don't know anything about, I mean, I practice Muay Thai, but I don't know anything about the belts in martial arts. So how long does that take? Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for asking. A lot of people are like, you've been doing it for 11 years. You're not a black belt yet. And some people make it that that quickly. Um, usually, and especially with my, with my coach, um, 
it's an average of four to five years in between belts. So it goes white, blue, purple, brown, black. And I have been a purple belt for almost three years. So, um, so I have my eye towards my brown belt, which is pretty exciting. It's, um, <laughs> I have to say like, it's easier giving birth than grading for, an, for a new jujitsu belt. It, and, oh. and I looked better. <laughs> I looked better after giving birth too than I did after, than I do after grading for a jujitsu belt. It's, a, it's an all day emotional, physical, just grind, but it's, but it's super, <laughs> super satisfying after it's over, but, um, it's, it's a lot of hard work and it is a male dominated combat sport, just like I'm sure most of them are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't tell because we're not doing video, but I'm about five foot nothing and about a hundred pounds soaking wet. So, and I'm 51. So I, I have like <laughs> all kinds of disadvantages. But uh, that's one of the things that makes it great is because it's so incredibly difficult and complex, but um, it's, it's been a huge part of my life for over a decade now. And um, it's, it's really something special. And, it, and it's been really nice to be able to bring that art to a lot of young women and teach them, you know, that self-defense mindset and how to, how to walk with confidence in the world because it was kind of bad before COVID. And I feel like after COVID, it's gotten even worse. I don't know how you guys find that, but there's a lot of, um, it's, it's, a, it's a scary place out there right now. People are weird right now. So it's, it's nice to be able to give women some confidence walking around in the world and being able to set boundaries and enforce those boundaries. So that's been really satisfying for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. I, always say that if I have daughters I'm putting them in martial arts because I started training Muay Thai when I was 26 and how strong you become and I've had to use it (laughs) so like wow you have yeah yeah I was grabbed at a at a bar because I refused to dance with someone and had to like put them in a hold and kind of like whip them around or pull them off yeah yeah yeah. And I was like 28 and honest, do you know what? And I'm, I hate myself for thinking this. I thought I could literally whip him down now and hurt him, but I don't want to embarrass him. So I didn't do it. Isn't that terrible thinking <laughs> that? No, it's, that's the way we're socialized. Yeah. That's yeah. the way we're socialized. And it takes a lot to break through that socialization. Yeah. We get that messaging very, very young that like, don't make anybody uncomfortable. Don't make a scene. Don't embarrass them. You know, it yeah. reminds me of a one of my favorite quotes is from Margaret Atwood. I love her. And yes. And she talked about the difference between men and women. And she said, men are afraid that women will laugh at them. And women are afraid that men will kill them. Yep. Yeah. Not the same. 100%. Yeah. 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 And, and so they, it's, it's, it's really hard for them to understand what it's like to walk around in the world. Um, feeling like that and knowing that that, you know, it's, it's like, it's like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates, except, you know, (laughs) you don't know which ones are going to hurt you or kill you and the ones that aren't. So yeah, it's, it's, I, I I hate that you had to use it, but I love that it was available for you to do that, to assert yourself and to assert your boundaries. Yeah. It's, um, and that's, that's what I find is that women will not assert themselves verbally if they cannot back themselves up physically. Mm-hmm. And so your ability to do that and, and knowing that that's actually helped you in the real world is so huge. Like it's, that's, that's really something. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So the, actually one of the girls that, cause we used to train with guys and girls, one mm-hmm. of the girls mm-hmm. I used to train with was our crew or like our coach, uh, his daughter. And she actually had to use it on the city bus in St. Catharines. Wow. Yeah. Cause a guy wouldn't leave her alone. So like I don't often wish that I was on a bus but I kind of wish I was on that bus yeah (laughs) to be like boom amazing (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's great I I the only thing that I worry is that you know because I I have been doing it for a long time but I am still Canadian so when somebody taps out I go oh sorry and that's the only thing that I worry about is if somebody taps me in real life that I'll let go and apologize. That's, oh. that's my only concern. <laughs> so, never give up, never yeah. surrender. So. That's right. <laughs> Eat the leg. 
<laughs> you have a problem with that? I feel like you both have convinced me in just a short time that I should be doing martial arts. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, it's it's so it's so so cool. Like the I have never been so strong in my life. Like I grew up playing soccer, so I have pretty strong lower body, but never had a strong upper body. And I'm a like a petite person. I was so strong training Muay Thai. And it was incredible. Mm -hmm. So I recommend it to all women out there. And if nothing else, like one, knowing that you can defend yourself in a situation is empowering. And then two, being physically strong is so empowering as well. You're like, whoa, look at me lift this box. Look at me carrying all my groceries in one trip. <laughs> one trip. Okay. Like that is important. It is. It's a life skill. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and yeah, it's, it's really interesting because I, I get a lot of men, especially when I was on dating apps, there were a lot of men that were like, do you think you could beat me up? Like, do you think it, what, like, what if, what if I just punched you in the face or what? And it's like, this is not a conversation I really want to have with you, but they just, they all wanted to, they all like, none of them wanted to think about getting beaten up by a woman, a small woman, especially. And so it was just like, is that how fragile your masculinity is that you, and, and that's why that, I think that's one of the reasons why I love training so much is because the people that I train with, I train with mostly men. And most of them are twice my size and half my age. And they, <laughs> you know, their ego will go as far as, wow, somebody ate her, her Wheaties this morning, right? Or, or like, wow, like I couldn't get anything done today on you. And it's just, it, because it takes that ego away, like, because mm -hmm. it's about, it's about technique and it's about how you place your weight and how fast you are and how you know, much you can anticipate what your, what your opponent is trying to do. So it's sort of like Brazilian jiu-jitsu is like chess on a map. That's basically mm -hmm. what, what it is. And, you know, you just, and it, it's, it's really, really interesting to see how people react to your ability to hold them down or to put them in a hold or to choke them out or whatever it is that you're, you're doing. It's really you learn very, a lot about a person. And, and actually one of the reasons I'm with the partner I'm with right now was because of how he reacted to my jujitsu. And we actually did get down on a mat one day because he had a wrestling background. And I think I arm barred him about five times in under five minutes. And he just laughed. Like he was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, there's nothing I can do to stop you. And he wasn't like a dick about it and I was like this is someone who is secure in who he is and has accepted the fact that I know stuff that he doesn't yeah you know and uh he actually he actually trains now too so our roles are a lot more interesting but but that was something that really impressed me about him at the beginning and was such a a green flag if you will mm -hmm. of of you know, because you need to, you need to look for those. You need to look for green flags just as much as red flags in your relationships. And that was a big green flag for me, just not having that ego about him and it, him yeah. not reacting negatively to me being better at something than he was. Right. So yeah, yeah yep. it's, it, 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 you learn a lot about yourself and a lot about the people around you when you start training martial arts. So Nicole, I recommend immediately to start training. Yeah. sold I didn't yeah. want to say. <laughs> and it's so funny because so I had a, a male friend years ago who did jujitsu and used to be like want to see what I learned and like pull stuff on me and I'm like oh and then like so many people over the years have have I've met have trained jujitsu <clears throat> and the gym that I'm at right now training Muay Thai they're like oh you should like hop over and see other room and try jujitsu I'm like I don't know that I want people on me and like touching me and I don't know, but it's, yeah, like listening to you and you're so passionate about it, it really makes me want to do it. Well, you know, let me tell you something. I have mats in my basement. So the two of you are welcome. Anytime I'll give you some introductory lessons and see wh what you think of it. Okay. Like I, awesome. and I, yeah, because I, th I think it can be very, very intimidating when you're new and we don't, you know, it's not 
it's not a martial art that tons and tons of women take. I mean, there's more than there used to be, just like a lot of other things, but you two are having, there's an open invitation for you to come over to my, my, my dungeon, my, my, my dungeon dojo and, and try it out and see what you think. Absolutely. Anytime. Amazing. Oh, we'll awesome. Yeah, for sure. So how did you get into jujitsu? I don't think you had mentioned that. I'm really curious. Um, it's interesting that you asked that question because I, I love, I love your, um, you know, this sisterhood of healing and we're all going to go through, through things in our lives, right. That are painful, that are, even if there's lessons and there's good that comes out of it, um, that pain is still there. And that's, that's very much my story as well. I, you know, I followed the traditional narrative and um, did what I was supposed to do. I went to university and I got my degree and I got married and I had a couple of babies and I love those babies. They're both in their twenties now and wonderful human beings. But um, I, as is expected of women, I lost myself in, in that marriage and in those roles because I thought that was what made you a good wife and mother was to put yourself last and um, and the 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 man that I was married to wonderful guy great father but we were a horrible match for each other and we we the marriage was not what it was supposed to be it felt awful and it was wrong it felt wrong and you know um and so we split, we split, um, I guess it's 11 years ago now. And even though he's a good person deep down, he was very angry and the process was horrific and hurtful. And it was, um, I came out of it on the other side with, um, some anger and resentment and kind of not knowing who I was anymore. I, I really had to find that person again. And I felt like, you know, I had been training, you know, lifting and, and doing those kinds of activities for a long, long time. But I felt like at that point in my life, I had just turned 40 and I was, you know, separated with two boys and just thinking like, I need something challenging. I need something that scares me. I need something that is going to, um, bring me to this next level, bring me to this next place in my life and I feel like I need something difficult and and a little bit dangerous right <laughs> do it as safely as you can and and I and it was one of those like it wasn't a group on but it was something similar to that where you could I could sign up to the gym and get six weeks of like any kind of MMA training I wanted I got a gi I got like right the whole thing and, um, and I went there and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the magic of jujitsu and it sounds a little bit hokey, but how it changed the way I looked at the world, you know, like, I don't know if you guys are old enough. You probably, you might be, um, do you remember the original Terminator? That's my favorite. Movie. Movie. Terminator. <laughs> Terminator 2. Seriously? Terminator okay, two? okay. Terminator 2. Okay. Yeah, and right. it's my favorite movie, but I've seen Terminator 1. I've seen them all. Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. And if you remember Terminator 1, um, whenever there was a situation, some every once in a while they would give you the view that the Terminator sees. Yeah. And so it would show you the situation and then it would give you options. And then he would just pick one and just go with it. But there was no emotion about it, right? And so being on my own and running a household on my own with two boys and working full time and doing all the, all the things, there was a lot of room for panic and a lot of room for doubt and a lot of room for overwhelm and a lot of room for emotionality. And when I started training jujitsu, like, <laughs> like then you realize that being mounted and someone trying to choke you unconscious sitting on your torso is worse than all your other problems. <laughs> and what it teaches you is, okay, 
I have this situation and now I have option one, option two, option three, option four to get out of this. And so instead of panicking, like you say, I don't want people on me. I don't want, yeah, it's, it's stressful. I I'm pretty sure I had like a, an anxiety attack. What the first time somebody sat on me and tried to choke me unconscious and you're just like, Oh my God. Ah! <laughs> but once you learn what to do when somebody's doing that, then the emotionality goes away and it's just, everything's neutral. Nothing's happening to you. It's just, here's the situation. Here are my options. Let's choose the best one and move forward. And it brought such a sense of calm and peace to my life during a time that was so tumultuous and so stress-inducing that I, I thought this, this is, I never even thought about this when I signed up to, to start this kind of training. And it, it made me better for my boys. And that's really what, you know, what I wanted. My motivation was, you know, like even the motivation to end my marriage was because I wasn't who I was supposed to be for my boys. I was someone else. I was this sleepwalking, dead inside mommy bot, and they deserved better. And this kind of training made me an even better mom, friend, daughter, person for myself, because I didn't, I could bypass all the panic. I could bypass all the anxiety. I could bypass all the doubt and just say, these are my options. Let's go. Let's do this. And, it, and, and that's what made me want to teach it to other people and, and bring, bring this jujitsu magic to as many people as I could, because because I want, I want everyone to have the opportunity to live that way and not be in a constant state of, oh my God, like that your life is happening to you, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of living your life and driving your life to places you want to go. So that, that was kind of, and, and I already had the weight training background and the yoga background and all those other things that got me ready to train in this other way. Right. And so, yeah, that, that was pretty much how that came about. And I'm, I'm just, I'm so thankful and grateful for my, my sensei and to my jujitsu family for creating that space for me, because it, it has quite literally changed my life in so many different ways. It's, it's been amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow. It sounds like such an incredible journey. Thank you. It really, it really <laughs> was. It really was. Yeah. And honestly, thanks for sharing that. It's, it's, uh, yeah, like Nicole said, an incredible journey. And I think, uh, the narrative of like getting lost in, in like your roles and your expectations, I feel like that is such, unfortunately, like such a common thing for so many women in society and so hard to get out. Like once you're deep, like you had two boys, like once you're so deep, to get out of that but like you did find like you had your motivation and you did find something that completely transformed like you said like completely transformed your life just pretty incredible it's pretty incredible to have that to one be able to identify that you've lost yourself to be able to identify like what drives you and what is going to kind of like make that turn for you and make that change. So yeah, you found it in jujitsu and now you're inspiring other people and helping other people, which I think is incredible. Well, thank you. And I, you're right. I think it's, it's very, very common and everybody has to find that thing that will drive them forward. Right. And, and, and it's different for everyone. And I, I think it's hopefully that there is a shift with with women in that, in that socialization and the messaging that they get that you don't have to lose yourself in your relationships and that you are still a person, you know, when, when people say, you know, she's a mom and a wife and a, yeah, she's a person. <laughs> I think a lot of people forget that. And a lot of women forget that, that they are people first and all that other stuff is just service to others but that's the messaging that we get that that is what creates our value is how we serve others and there's nothing wrong with doing that there's nothing wrong with doing things for other people 
There's nothing wrong with caring for the people that you love, but not at the expense of your own personhood. And I think uh, obviously that's something that you've, you've learned as well, that it's, it, it feels awful. Everything just feels hollow when you're living in that space. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely hit a point too, um, in my past relationship where I was sitting there and I remember the moment, I remember the moment, I remember the time of day. I remember like roughly the date, like I remember the moment where I sat there and I was like, who the hell am I? And how did I get here? And I just am not, but where did I go? Where did I go? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it was such a heartbreaking moment, such a heartbreaking moment. Cause I never thought that that would be me. And you feel like you've betrayed yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and, and I think that first piece is, is for forgiveness yes. of yourself for, for doing that. Right. Because you didn't know it, it. It's so gradual that you, like you say, you wake up one day and you look around and you go, wait a minute what happened here? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it's, and it, it, it is, it's, it's, it's a very impactful moment and, and it, and you begin to recognize it in other people. You can see it on them. Do you find that, that you can see it on them? Like, <laughs> it's so crazy how mm. going through this whole transition makes you like being on the other side of, I don't know what we call it, on the other side of the narrative. Mm -hmm. You just, you see it everywhere. I saw it today. And a, a group of, you know, females were, you know, making light of a situation. And in my head, I'm like, no, no, <laughs> that's not okay. That's not okay. And yeah, you see it everywhere. You see it everywhere. Mm -hmm. For sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. And now, and now what you guys are doing is, is providing a source of support and acknowledgement for people that are, you know, haven't quite gotten there yet. And I think that's so important for someone to say, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay that you're feeling this way. It's okay that you're going through this. There is another side. You will come out the other side. Um, and I, you know, um, and you'll find that people will reach out to you because they know that you get it. And when there's nothing worse than feeling alone and feeling like nobody understands it and everybody's going to judge you for it and shame you for it. And that has happened. That has happened a few times, you know, you get the, the head tilt, like, oh, yeah. And that's, and that's fine. That's fine because they're not there yet. And that's okay. So, but I, I think it's wonderful that, that, um, you know, the content that you guys put out, um, the thoughts for the day and the affirmations and that kind of stuff. It's so important for people to see those words and really internalize that. So it's, it's, it's great what you guys are doing because I think it's, it's really, it's needed. People need to, you don't know who you're reaching. You don't know who needs to see you that day or hear you that day. You just, you just don't know. And, and that's what makes, that's what makes these platforms so powerful because you just don't know. Yeah. So it's yeah. awesome. I definitely felt alone in my situation. Like I felt, I felt so stupid. I'm like, I'm smarter than this. <laughs> like I see through people like, how did this happen? And honestly, it was on, it was on TikTok where I started I mean, you go down the TikTok rabbit holes, but started to, um, you know, see videos, see content, connect with people who had experienced the same thing. And I realized, mm -hmm. oh, like there's a lot of us out here who have been in the same situation with the same type of people. Uh, so yeah, you feel a little less alone, a little less crazy, a little less whatever negative feelings you're feeling and mm -hmm. with the thank you for for saying that about the affirmations because I feel like sometimes we can get so stuck in ourselves like so stuck in our minds that we forget to tell ourselves that I'm brave I choose me whatever it is like we forget to do that because it's hard like life is not easy it's hard so yeah if we can help if we can get to one person I mean that's that's a big deal yeah, <laughs> for sure. So what is it that drives you to help other people? I know you touched on it a little bit, but what, what kind of, 
So you're inspired to help other women, um, you know, be strong and be able to defend themselves. But what has taken you on that next step of your journey with wanting to uh, be a fitness coach and and kind of, you know, take take your road there? That's a great question. What I'm finding now is that the narrative that I'm trying to crush is all about women and aging mm. and as women move into their 40s and their 50s and beyond, the messaging that I'm railing against now is that we're, you know, you might want, you might have to bleep this out, but I'm just going to say this. The messaging to older women is that there are basically two phases to your life as a woman. Um, you're either fuckable or invisible. Mm -hmm. That's it. Those are your two choices. And I, I, there was a lot of messaging around aging when I was younger. I would listen to women talk, my mom, my aunts, you know, my friends, mothers and things like that. And they were not selling it at all. Your body goes to shit. Your mind goes to shit. Your sex life goes to shit. Everything's just garbage. And then you just, you know, kind of wrinkle up and rock away and wait for death. And I thought, Whew, like that, it scared me a lot. Like I thought, I don't want to do this. And of course, you know, there's no avoiding aging. And, and time makes hamburger of all of us. Like it, it's going to happen to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just, I feel like training and fitness and eating well and sleeping well and managing stress and having a social support system, having all of those things in place as I'm moving into my fifties now. And let me tell you something, turning 50 during a global pandemic sucked. Oh. <laughs> it sucked. It was horrible because I just kept feeling like I'm running out of time. Like everything's just getting away from me. Right. It's like, I'm turning 50 and I can't, like one of the things that one of the, the casualties of, of the pandemic was jujitsu was shut down for like 18 months. We were not allowed yeah. to train because we're in each other's faces. Mm -hmm. And I, I used to, I used to just cry. Sometimes my partner and I would, he's like, you know, you can use me as a drill dummy. Like, we'll just do some stuff. And jujitsu makes me really happy and training makes me really happy. And I would just lie on the mat and just cry and think, <sighs> This is, ne uh, this is, uh, I'm never going to get this back. We're never going to get this back. So, you know, having that milestone birthday with the world on fire was scary. It was very scary. And coming out on the other side of that, I mean, we can argue that the pandemic is going on and it is still going on, but, but I think I came out of that with a new mission to change that narrative around women and aging and fitness and um, showing them that you don't, it, it's, you can, you can train hard into, into midlife. You don't have to like, like resort to like doing lunges with soup cans, you know, like you can, you can be badass into your forties, fifties, sixties beyond. And that's, that's where, that's the space that I want to dominate now is that over 35, over 40 fitness space to show people you, you can just keep going and doing what you want to do and be happy and fulfilled. And you're still, you can still be sexy and you can still wear what you want and do what you want and be who you want. And that all that doesn't end just because the calendar says you're in midlife. Mm -hmm. And when people talk about, you know, menopause and this and midlife and all, and people just go, ah, they don't want to, we just go, la, 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 la. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to think about it. And, and <laughs> there's been like frighteningly little research done in women's health, specifically women's health. Most research is done on men. And then they go, and women are probably like this too. And, and they're not, we're not. No, and totally. so there are, there are some women now 
you know, in the medical field, in the anthropological field that are doing research on older women. And it's, we've been lied to, right? So on the medical side, we have Dr. Jennifer Gunter, who actually was born in Canada, but she lives in the States now. And she's wrote some, she's written a couple of amazing books about women's health. One's called the Vagina Bible, fantastic. The next one is the Menopause Manifesto, fantastic. And it just demystifies a lot of things that we've been raised to believe about getting older. So that's the medical side. So if you're not engaged with her stuff, you need to. On the anthropological side, Dr. Wednesday Martin, um, she wrote an incredible book on female desire and dispelled a lot of myths that we have about women's sex drives and desire, and especially as we age. She's got a new book coming out called Free Agent, and it's all about women in their 50s and how we're just coming into the height of our power and that a lot of the messaging that we've been given is completely wrong. And um, it's a, a time of daring and verve and just literally doing whatever you want and knowing who you are, finally, right? It, and the only thing that makes me mad is like, why does it take us 50 years to figure out who we are and not care what people think of us anymore? But yeah, at least we're getting there, right? And and so she's she's on the kind of the, the sociocultural side of things. And those are two women that are like, just killing it in their, in their fifties. And, um, yeah. And so I want to be there in the fitness realm, doing the same thing, just smashing these, these ideas that women have about aging and fitness and what's possible. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of my new, my new mission at this point and, and using social media as my platform to get the message out there to everybody like, Hey, you can kick some ass and you don't have to um, slow down or, you know, dress in, you know, cardigans, unless you want to, like, that's cool. Love a good cardigan. <laughs> you know, we, we're in Canada. We need cardigans sometimes. We need those. We need those. Nice wooly old man cardigan. I love them. hundred <laughs> percent. Especially, you know, especially when, especially when whatever building we're in doesn't seem to be heated set for us like oh, yeah like yeah. why is it so cold everywhere all the time all i don't time. know all the time all the time yeah. yeah so there's nothing like a good open cardigan that you could it's like it's literally <laughs> like a like a stand-up blanket that's pretty yeah. much yes nice long one nicole mm -hmm. and i actually both have the same long wool cardigan it's amazing <laughs> they call them they, they call the long ones they call them dusters oh because they, they get down to they get all the way down to the floor right like yeah. those are the good ones yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love I love that you're changing the narrative I actually have a friend who's in her mid-50s and she says and not in regards to fitness but just with the whole idea of um I wish I knew now or I wish I knew then what I knew now she's like mm. I don't care about anything I will say anything I want she's like I am too old to care and I wish I was like that when I was 25 when I was 35 and I'm like I definitely hit that point I don't care anymore but yeah, especially with women's fitness, I actually heard a fact the other day. Um, I was listening to a podcast and they said that anatomy books didn't actually have female, I think it was female vaginas, like the anatomy drawn out or the urethras. It's, it's the clitoris. The 80s? Yes, it's, that's what it was. It's the clitoris. Until yep. the 80s or something the like clitoris, that. Is, the, the clitoris has been uh, depicted as a little button. Yes, and it's giant yes. it's giant and most of it is internal so they didn't know but it yeah, it, 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 if, if you look at the external genitalia of a man and then the internal genitalia of a woman we look almost the same yeah yeah it's yeah. crazy right it's crazy well, mm. I'm glad that you're leading the charge for this so you're one of the people leading the charge it's so necessary. It is so necessary to change the narrative. I, I feel like, like we were saying before, like so many people will be like, Oh, what are you talking about? Or, Oh, like hmm. it's not, I, I see it a lot on social media where the mentality is changing with a lot of women, but there's still a lot that are so stuck to what they've been taught and mm -hmm. comfortable quote air quote, comfortable in it. Yep we don't know any different. Um, but I do think it's important for you to kind of create that space for people to either inspire people 
um, or so that they know if they're like 45, 55, 65, 75, whatever it is, hey, it's okay for me to want to be fit. It's okay for me to want to be healthy. I'm not, like you said, I'm not hamburger meat yet. Like I'm not, I'm not shriveled up. So, you know, just, just a couple of things about that is that, you know, just one other little fun fact about the clitoris that you, that just to give everybody something to look forward to, um, (laughs) the clitoris is not hormone dependent. So what that means is it doesn't matter if you've gone through menopause and your estrogen levels have, have tanked, the clitoris has nothing to do with that. And that's why, you know, like you can, that thing will work until the day you die. So enjoy. No, thank you. Yeah. So, that's, so that's one thing. That's one thing I thought I was, I was so happy when I heard that news. I was like, that is the best thing I've heard all day. Um, <laughs> it, makes, it makes sense though. Right. Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's nerve endings. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That thing will work. That that's why there's STI outbreaks in old age homes because they're just enjoying <laughs> themselves. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing I wanted to say is, and this is something that I, I hadn't originally intended as part of my mission, and it was a very pleasant surprise, is that a good number of my followers on TikTok, especially, are young women. And what I'm finding from my younger um, followers is that they don't necessarily need to hear advice from someone that's also 25, they are looking to older creators like me that it's like, this bitch has been through it. Like she's, you know, she's gone through all the stages, she's doing all the things. And I'm going to listen to her because she's twice my age now and killing it. So I want to, I want to know what, what her secret is. And I also think, you know, um, Traditionally, women, I don't know why this is, but older women like to scare younger women. Like, oh, you just wait until you just wait. Oh, yeah. You just wait. She's Everybody loves to say that shit. You just wait. For what? Stop. Yeah. For what? I'm still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the bottom to fall out. And, and I think, you know, that is part of the patriarchy is, you know, keeping us you know, oh, well, this disdain that older women have traditionally had for younger women and vice versa. And this, this suspicion and this jealousy and all that it's 2022. We're done. We're done with it. We're supporting each other. Now we're helping each other. Now we're informing each other. Now we're helping, you know, we're all in this and, um, and we're not competing anymore. I, I, I posted a, um, a TikTok about, I met a beautiful woman in her mid fifties as well. And there's this thing that, you know, she says, I don't compete with you because I want you to win too. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, when we, yes. each other off, we all win. I don't know who That's said right. that, but when we look at right. everyone, yeah. hundred percent. And, and so I think that's been a really, um, it's been a really nice surprise to, to engage with my younger followers. And they're just like, hashtag goals, hashtag, you know, I want, I, I wish, I hope I look half as good as you when I get to your age. And it's like, if you know, you will, because you've started this young, you know, more than I knew at your age and all that kind of stuff. And it's really, it's really awesome to interact with, with younger women and talk to them and go, this is, you're going to be, it's going to be good. Don't worry. It's going to be amazing. And who knows what they're going to have by the time you hit my age, right? Yeah. Like they'll have, you know, we'll be able to like download into new bodies and shit. I don't know. But anyway, so, yeah. um, so that's been a really, really nice surprise on, uh, on social media is, is, um, and, and that, and that seems to be the trend is towards older creators, especially in the fitness space and, and the psychological space and emotional stuff is that they want someone that's been through it. That's seen a few things that knows a few things. It's, it's easy to be hot when you're 22 and you can, like you said, like just create content all day and, you know, (laughs) here's what I eat and, you know, all that kind of stuff when you're not looking after anyone else and you're not. So, and I'm not trying to take anything away from these younger creators. I mean, some of them do some really amazing stuff, but you know, um, there's, there's a sense of, of, um, 
I, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Just, just a sense that here's somebody that knows what they're talking about because they've been through all of it and they're over here now. And it's like, come on over here. It's fine. Just come on. So that's been really cool as well. That's pretty neat. I have to say, as um, I've been in that position, so I'm 35, but I remember a distinct moment at 16 watching, mm -hmm. uh, so playing soccer. And one of my teammates, her mom was in her early 50s, because I remember saying, How old is your mom? Early 50s. And she was just running around the field with us and so fit and running around. And I remember saying, I hope when I'm 50, I'm still doing that. And mm -hmm. I think I was one of those younger women who had that fear that, you know, that society puts in you that. Once you get married, you get old, you get fat, you get lazy, and you can't, anything you love, you can't do anymore. And mm -hmm. Nicole and I have always been pretty active. So I think when we are accountable to ourselves to we keep each other accountable, like I don't, I don't ever see myself uh, falling into the fears that I had thought I would fall into at 16. Like I'm 35 now and I'm just fine. But I would say that, yeah, I'm definitely one of those, those uh, younger people who are inspired by people 10, 20, 30, 40 years older who are killing it because you've broken free from the narrative and you are showing me that, oh, okay, <laughs> like the fears that everyone's taught me to fear, like that's not the only way. And I can still be me at 40, 50, 60, 70. It doesn't matter. Right. So hundred percent yeah, inspiring. And, and I find too, like it's, once the veil is lifted on all of that negative messaging and I still see, I don't buy magazines anymore, but I still see, I still have Apple news and I still see, you know, things that you shouldn't wear after 40 or things that you shouldn't do. And it's like, I'll wear whatever the fuck I want, Yeah, whatever I want. My, like my favorite store is Aritzia and I, I, I buy the stuff because it's super cute and I'm going to wear it. And I don't care if you, if you don't like it, don't look at me. It's that simple. And you won't be able to help yourself because once you get a load of these guns, you're not going to be able to look anywhere else. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that is just, that is just facts. And, so, and that's some, some pretty great guns on you. Some pretty good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. you could, you can go to the, you can go to the Instagram account and see them there. They're, they, they feature prominently over there. So check out the gun but, show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but right. Like I work, I work hard and I'm proud of that. And I'm going to wear what I'm comfortable with and enjoy it. Like, and that, and that's that, like you say, that comes from just not caring what other people think and telling you what you should or shouldn't be doing. I know what my comfort zone is and where I feel good. And I'm going to wear what makes me feel good. Yeah. Simple as that. And, and I want other women to, well, I can't, I can't do that. Why? Why not? Why not? Who's telling you that? Yeah. I actually had a conversation with my mom the other day. So we've had a pool since we were kids and my mom always, um, so she's in her sixties now, but has always walked out in a two-piece bathing suit. She's like walks around on vacation, two-piece bathing suit, whatever. And you know, she'll nitpick her own body. Like she's in her sixties now. She's not 21 anymore, but but she's always been in a two-piece and we've had family come over like, Oh, I can't put a swimsuit on. Or like, Oh, I can't believe like, you know, like to say to Nicole and I, Oh, we're not young skinny like you guys. Or we'll say to my mom, Oh, I can't believe you have a two-piece bathing suit on. My mom's like, I don't care. And I actually said to my mom the other day, cause we were talking about body image and, and bathing suits and whatnot. And I said, you know what? I said, I think Nicole and I don't really have major body insecurities because we always saw you just being so comfortable in what you were wearing. Like she was always just walking around in like her two-piece bathing suit. And I said to her, I'm like, that's actually really good to show your daughters. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I love that so much. I yeah. love that so much. I have never heard anyone say that they actually have a positive body image because of their mom. <laughs> I have never heard anyone say that. So you know what? Your mom sounds hot, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> She's gorgeous. She sounds hot. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I mean, the apples don't fall very far from the tree. So that's, <laughs> but I, I, I love that. I love that so much where it's like, who, who makes these rules? Like it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I, I love that so much for her. And I, listen, I will be in bikinis until I die. I do not yes. care. Don't yeah. care. Hey, no, man. love it. Loving, loving the big pants, little top. I like that little look right now. That's, that's, 
I, I'm I'm enjoying that one. The what? Sorry, the, the little big pants. Big pants, pants, little top. Big yeah. pants, little top. So you have like the big the big cargo pants and then the little crop top. It's my fave. I love it. I'm so happy crop tops are back. Like I've been like wearing them around. Oh my! Gosh. Yes. <laughs> I love them. It's so it's so hard not to wear them to my to to like in the real know, world. In the real world, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. This is what I love. One of my favorite places that we that we've been going to re- lately is Miami because, like, literally, you can wear anything you want and nobody even looks at you sideways. It's great. Yeah, that, it's like that's that and Europe. When we were in Europe, you could nobody looks at you at all. Nobody, there's no side eye, nowhere. It's like you wear whatever you want. Who cares? I really, I really, really irks me when people talk about how gross it is that in Europe, they wear Speedos in Europe, old people wear bikinis and you're I'm like, but in Europe, they don't care. They don't judge each other's bodies because they're all like out there mm-hmm. comfortable in their bodies. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know. And it, it like only in a, in a messed up curdled world, do people like judge people with positive body images and be like, oh my God, that's so gross. And it's like, here's the ironic part. They don't care what you yeah. think. <laughs> no. They do not, they do not. No, and it's it's actually really, really nice to be in an environment like that where it's like, and yeah, we're always gonna be criti- you know, self-critical. That's just part of how we're built, right? We're, we're detail-oriented and that's that's just how we are. But I, it's nice that there are spaces and places that you can go where you don't feel like that, which is, it's really, really nice. And I did notice that a lot in Miami. I noticed it in, in Europe, especially in Portugal, where we were like all the beaches and stuff like that. And it's great. And it's like, wow, you know what? North Americans could, could take a lesson. I don't know why we're such prudes. And I mean, prudes, not in like a sexual way, but prudes in the sense that we are so afraid to show our bodies. We're so, we are so afraid to be comfortable with our bodies. We're not comfortable with our bodies. I don't, I don't know why it's, it's, it's just interesting. Yeah. When you compare it to Europe or places like Miami, Miami is a wild place. Like I love Miami. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Good times. That's it for our show today. Thanks for joining. Remember, you can always reach out to us on our socials, on Instagram at sisterhood underscore of underscore healing, or on TikTok at sisterhood of healing. We love to hear from you. So please reach out to us at any time. Thank you for journeying with us today. We'll see you next time.